The voice of reason. The voice of alarm. The voice of stats. The voice of scouts. The voice of Kool-Aid. The voice of dismay. The voice of Davo. Don't look now, or do, because it's fun to look. But the Royals are just one half game out of the second wild card with just the reeling Toronto Blue Jays ahead. Oh, and by the way, the Royals also completely dominated Arizona tonight, 12-2 to in Game 1 of the three-game set. What's up? It's Davo, and glad you're along for another edition of the dish here on Clubhouse Conversation, a night where 10 of the 12 Royals runs were the direct result of the home run ball. Who would have ever thunk the Royals would have 12 runs with 10 of them coming directly off the home run ball? Three-run shot for Salvi. Three-run shot for Billy. Grand slam for Nori, his first home run of the season as a Royal. I mean, who would have ever thunk all three of those things happening, let alone Aoki hitting a grand slam? That's probably even more far-fetched than the 10 and a 12 coming via the home run ball. The Royals finished with 12 runs on 15 hits tonight, even throwing in three walks for good measure, which is pretty damn good by Royal standards. A huge night for a few hitters, too. We mentioned Billy Butler with that three-run home run, three RBIs tonight, but also four hits and five at-bats. Salvi, the three RBIs with three hits and five at-bats. Nori, the big grand slam, and then two hits apiece for Omar Infante and Alex Gordon, who gets... Number 1,000 tonight with the first of the two base hits. Congratulations to Alice and the Royals. Now, every single Royal starter tonight outside of the pitcher had at least one base hit. That's great to see. Everyone contributed to this team win. Just an exciting night to watch the offense. And even going back to Sunday against Oakland and and throughout that Oakland series. Now, the Royals didn't have great outputs, obviously, in games one and two against Oakland. They looked pretty good against Scott Casimir on Sunday. But games one and two, I still thought the approach was better. Working the pitchers was better, and remember, they were facing terrific starting pitching, so it's tough to be too down on them. I just overall have been very pleased the last four games with the approach and the results, especially the last two games, as far as working you know, pitchers. I mean, one guy I mentioned on Sunday who did it again tonight, nice at-bats from Alcides Escobar. He's patient up there, doing a better job. Nori had a nice walk tonight. Just seeing some of the guys who have been free swingers, hopefully Salvi can follow suit and get even a little bit more patient at the plate. I mean, look how scary good he is right now. You add 25% more play discipline to Salvi, he's Hall of Fame good if he does that at the catcher position for another 8 to 10 years. So just exciting for the Royals right now, exciting for the offense. And it's a good time to get it going because the Royals don't have a day off until August 21st. That's 16 days in a row of baseball. So two things are imperative. Number one, they get the offense rolling because I think – some people will say there's no momentum in baseball. That could be true, but I, I do think hitting is contagious. I think that's even the most diehard stat guy would agree with that. And I'm not dissing stat people because I consider myself half stat, half quote-unquote old school. But I think hitting is contagious, which is obvious. Hitters go through slumps and go through hot streaks in baseball. And and this team, more than any other, seems to just feed off of each other, don't they? If, they, if things are going bad, they're going bad for everybody. If things are going good, they're going good for almost everybody offensively for this Royals team. And even the pitching staff, you could argue, too. I mean, look how they continue to challenge each other, one through five in that rotation, throwing up great starts, the bullpen as well. Just an exciting baseball team right now are the Royals, which is something that's a stark contrast to a few weeks ago when we talked right here about when you considered expectations for this season and you considered how this offense was, how it was one of my least favorite Royals teams in recent memory. I said that even three weeks ago. 
But it's, it's just getting fun right now. The Royals are starting to hit the ball a little bit. They're winning games. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't mean to pull the what have you done for me lately stuff, but it, it does seem that the Royals are playing more quality baseball right now. And once again, let's give Dayton Moore some credit, Ned Yost some credit. Royals Nation, just about all of it, mocked them for calling the Royals second-half teams. A lot of people said, you know, well, they don't make the playoffs in the second half ever, so how can they call themselves a second-half team? They've only done it once or twice. Well, whatever it is, maybe they brainwashed themselves into believing it, the self-fulfilling prophecy. It's working. Give Nedio some credit. I also people bash him, you know, bash him when something's wrong. Give him some credit for the success. You never hear a word about Nedio when the Royals are winning, so he apparently deserves most of the blame when they lose and none of the success when they win. So I just want to give him some success for whatever he's doing in that clubhouse. You and I don't know. We're not in there every day, but give him a little bit of credit at least. Give him some credit for sticking with Billy. I mean, I wouldn't have started them all three games against Oakland. He did. So I was thinking about taking him out of the lineup tomorrow, giving Raul a day against the right-hander. You can't take Billy out. He's got to be in there again tomorrow. So Raul may not get a start in the series. was able to get some playing time tonight, though, which was nice. So anyway, number one was the offense. You know, the 16 days in a row, you got to have that going. Number two is the pitching and keeping that bullpen fresh. And the Royals were able to do that tonight. Thanks to Danny Duffy, but more so thanks to the blowout. You didn't have to worry about burning Wade Davis, Greg Holland, or Kelvin Herrera tonight. Found it interesting that Scott Downs didn't pitch tonight, by the way, in a 10-run game. Are they shopping him? I don't know. It seemed odd that you would not pitch Scott Downs out of those four innings the bullpen covered. But let's let's not get ahead of ourselves here. Danny Duffy, another outing second in a row where he's had elevated pitch counts. But another nice game for Danny. And that's two starts in a row with five innings, you know, in the one-run ball. And like we talked about prior to this start, his last start was almost an off start for Dandy. That's how good he's been. That's how high the expectation bar is raised for him. He throwing a lot more pitches like the old days. His last start, he walks, what was it, six hitters his last start, I believe? Only walked one tonight. Nice job by Danny in that aspect. Seven uh, seven strikeouts. The one walk, by the way, came against the pitcher, Wade Miley, which Danny looked like he wanted to beat his head against the wall after that. So, Nice job recovering the seven strikeouts in the five innings, the one walk, the one run on three hits. And once again, it's scary how good Danny Duffy's becoming. To put it better, if one run and five innings is a bad night for Danny Duffy or a mediocre night, well, then good is great, and great is scary. I mean, think about that for a second. Danny Duffy now a 2.39 ERA. 6-10, and 10, but who cares about that? The most worthless stat in baseball. 2.39 ERA is the one I want to talk about. And how about this? In his last 10 starts when you break them down, seven of his last eight starts, he's allowed one run or less. So seven of his last eight, one earned run or less. That's ridiculous. Eight of his last 10, one run or less. And the two times he didn't allow one run or less in the last 10 games, one was two earned runs allowed and one was four. So nine of his last 10 starts, he's allowed two earned runs or less. That's Clayton Kershaw stuff. Now, maybe not quite the innings, maybe not quite the strikeouts. But, uh, you know, my point being, Danny Duffy is right now, at this very moment, one of the elite pitchers in baseball. There's no doubt about that. Now, can he keep that up for a full season? Can he keep it up into next year? We'll see. The league will make adjustments. You know, is this recent two-game stretch of only going five innings and going back to a lot more pitch count? Is that just a fluke? We'll see. The jury's out, but I like what I see right now on Danny Duffy. I like it a lot, and I love your Donovan Ventura, what we see from him. Shields is pitching better. Vargas is hopefully going to get back with one or two more starts, be back to where he was before the appendectomy. Jeremy Guthrie coming off a great start. A lot to be excited about with this Royals team right now. I'm drinking the Kool-Aid again. I seem to drink the Kool-Aid spiked 
more so than even most Royals fans. And then when things are down, it seems to take them a little harder. <laughs> so it's part of being a bipolar Royal supporter, I guess. But uh, bullpen-wise, like I said, very surprising to me that Scott Downs didn't make an appearance tonight. I don't know what that means. I have to feel like he's involved with something. But then that doesn't make sense, though, either. If they were going to release him, they would have pitched him tonight. So unless there's a trade for him, it just doesn't make sense you don't use him in a 10-run game, considering he's probably the weak link of that bullpen. But Jason Frazier, I like him more and more each time we use him. A scoreless sixth mixed in with one walk. Francisley Bueno, two innings, one run. There's no way in hell you can get rid of Francisley Bueno. Ultimately, the Royals will make a move for a hitter. They're going to pick somebody up. It's not going to come from Omaha. I would imagine it happens by this weekend, whoever it is. I still think Alex Rios is a strong possibility. But either Downs or Bueno is going at that point. You cannot send Bueno out and lose him. You just cannot do that. He's too valuable. He can get both right-handers and left-handers out. I mean, if the Royals DFA Bueno and keep Scott Downs, I don't know what I'll do, but my head will explode. I love Francis Bueno. Doing a great job ever since he's been here. All he does is pitch since he's been here and pitch well. Aaron Crow, one, two, three in the ninth. Just a great win for the Royals. Set the tone for the series. Get fat in the Diamondbacks, like we talked about prior to the series. You know, we said two of three is a must, which is obvious. No big surprise there. But I still think the sweep is what you need. Right now, you, you sweep this series, you win the next two. Toronto's got Baltimore. You're probably in sole possession of that second wild card when you come home Friday night at the K. If you win these next two games, you have to think Baltimore's going to at least win one of the next two, wouldn't you? So you come home if you win these next two. Friday night, Buck night, got to be a sellout, right? Against the Giants. Thinking of the electricity and the excitement in this homestand with the Giants and A's coming in. You can know, you know, obviously looking ahead, you can't go worse than three and four on the homestand. Four and three is the all, you know, obvious goal. But just in case you need to win all three of these games, you're in a dogfight with the Tigers and the Mariners and the Yankees and the Blue Jays and even Cleveland to a degree. So you need to keep winning games right now more than ever. Right out this hot streak, you're playing so many days in a row. You got some tough teams coming up. We'll see what happens. Let's preview the next two games then. So you're Dono Ventura against Josh Coleminter tomorrow. Royals obviously don't know anything about him. A right-hander, 8-5 and five on the year with a 4.07 ERA. Doesn't strike anybody out. Just one of those average to slightly below league average, I suppose. Probably in the NL, you'd call him slightly below average, the 4.07. Get fat. You got your Donovan Ventura going against him. Ventura against Coleminter, a struggling Diamondbacks team with 30% of the run production on the DL. Get fat. Win tomorrow. Same thing on Thursday. Vidal Nuno, who gives up home runs at an absolutely frightening rate. 19 home runs and just 107 innings for Nuno. 4.78 ERA in the National League for the lefty. Get fat, Jeremy Guthrie. Win that game against Nuno. I love the Royals' chances the next two. Get fat. Sweep this series. Let's do it. Royals baseball, you got to love it. Now, one other thing I want to tell you about real quick before I let you go for tonight. We will be back with you again tomorrow night here on Clubhouse Conversation on the Dish. J.C. Sol Barron, who pitches tomorrow night for Northwest Arkansas. I have to think a promotion to Omaha could be in the works for him soon with another good one or two outings. I mean, he's just having a fantastic season down there in Northwest Arkansas. Take out his last start, which he got roughed up. His ERA is in the upper twos. Strikeout numbers are looking good. That curveball is really developing finally this year for him. He tried a new grip, thanks to Jim Brower, pitching coach there in Northwest Arkansas. So excited to talk to him. We'll have J.C. Solbaron here on Clubhouse Conversation. should be published around 11 a.m., so check that out coming up on Wednesday as you get set for another exciting day of Royals baseball. This is fun, Royals fans. Come back and tell a friend about it. It's Davo's Dish. It's Clubhouse Conversation.